Thanks, Sophie. It's my daughter, Sophie. She's awesome. Yeah, I'm good. So um, a few of us went to the the preaching training time yesterday, which was very cool. A guy called Peter Nembard was teaching. He's from the UK. And he's an incredible preacher. He's a powerful preacher. And uh, it was awesome to be there. And uh, he gave me some pointers, all of us pointers. And one of the pointers was, tell the people the the title of your sermon before you preach it, which I don't normally do. So I'm going to try to develop this habit. So the sermon this evening is called Pressing On and Growing Up. Now, what that is supposed to do is create some intrigue in your mind. You're going, what is he going to speak about? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question. So um, this afternoon, I want to speak about maturing into and in the things of God. Uh, it's an amazing topic, and it's all through the Bible, and I'll, I'll show you. I want to unpack that and show you what I mean by that. But uh, it's something that I've had on my heart for a little while, and I'm hoping it will bless us as a congregation. So let me read Scripture, Philippians 3, 12 to 15. It says this. This is Paul writing to the church in Philippi. Not that I have already attain, uh, obtained this, or am already perfect, talking about the things of God. But I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. One thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if anything if any, if it, <laughs> and if any, in anything, how's this, Paul? Give me a break, every. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. And I, I've read this passage many times, as I'm sure many of you have. And I love that that part of that leaving what is behind and straining forward. For many seasons in my life, I've held on to that particular passage. Of scripture, but as I read this scripture again this week, something stood out to me. And it's those lines those who are mature think this way. And as I, I thought more about this, 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 this pressing on, pressing on into Jesus, pressing on is a characteristic of maturity. As Paul says, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those who are mature think this way. Now the Bible is full of scripture which talks about us going from being mere infants in the faith to being mature in the faith, right? We see, for instance, in 1 Corinthians 3, 1, brothers and sisters... I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. In 1 Corinthians 14, 20, Brethren, do not be children in your thinking. Yet in evil be infants, but in your thinking be mature. Or Hebrews 5, 
12, maybe the most famous passage around this thing of um, maturity. For though at this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. Well, there's quite a hectic passage that the author of Hebrews is writing, right? I mean, he gets to the point. You should be teachers, but you're not. And actually, you need milk instead of solid foods. And the constant warning or encouragement is that we should be maturing and progressing past being mere infants in Christ. Now, I will qualify that because there is a phase in our Christian walk where we are infants, and that's fine. It's good that when you first get born, we are infants in Christ and we grow. But there needs to be a process in all of us of maturing and growing more into the things of God as we get closer to Him. Now, this thing of maturing and growing could look different to many different people in different ways. For some of us here tonight, maybe we are newly saved and maybe maturing looks like one step at a time. Or maybe for some of us who are in a space where we're maturing in a way with God that it feels like we're running full speed. I can't run full speed. <laughs> but when I thought of this, I thought of, you know, the scripture talks about a marathon and a race almost, of pressing on, of striving forward. And I thought of the Comrades Marathon. Now, when I was a kid, when it was Comrades, you got up really early, switched on the TV, and you watched the guy who was winning, but more importantly, you watched the guys at the very end at this place called Cowie's Hill. Remember, I don't know what it was. They're getting to Cowie's Hill. Now we'll see. And then, yes, pretty shame. The Oaks at the front were like running, like Bruce Fordyce was dominating, right? When I was a kid, he was the man. He was the man. No one remembers him here. Okay, he was the man. <laughs> And for some of us, we might be in a, in a season of life where we feel like Bruce Fordyce. We're just pumping. We're like, yeah, my hair's blowing in the wind, and we're winning the Comrades Marathon. And for some of us, we might feel like our Uncle Bruce, who's the oak right at the back. And Uncle Bruce is a bit overweight, but he's trained, and he's going to get there. I sometimes feel like more like Uncle Bruce than Bruce Fordyce, I'm just being honest. But, the, but there's, we're in different phases of this thing of maturing in God. Some of us are in the back of the pack, and we, we're kind of going. One, and what I loved about that was always the guys in the back were always walking after a while. Like, they were just like, bro, I'm just walking to Durban now. Like, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> the guys have finished the race hours ago, and this guy's still walking. And there was a guy called Wally Hayward. Who remembers him? He was about, how old was he when he ran the last race? No, there's no way he was 100, Craig. <laughs> It is, it is physically impossible. <laughs> he was 80-something. Okay. Craig, you're misleading the congregation here, bro. <laughs> okay. You can Google it while I'm, while I'm talking to you. 79. Hey, finished 100 Ks. It was hectic, bro. But what I love about the comrades is there's a determination and a tenacity to finish. From the guy at the very front to the guy at the very back, there's something about saying at the end of that, I finished the comrades. Now, no one ever asks you where you finished the comrades or what your position was. Just the fact that you finished it 
is awesome, right? And there's something about this thing of moving forward or maintaining momentum. I think that the guy at the very back just wants to finish and the guy at the very front just wants to finish. And they're both keeping moving. They're maintaining momentum. And there's something of this thing of pressing forward in God, which is something that us as mature Christians need to do or maturing Christians need to do, maintaining momentum towards maturity. Do love alliteration. Because in, in 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says we are going from one degree of glory to another. Well, we should be as Christians, one degree of glory. We, we're moving forward in the things of God, straining forward in the things of God. And now often what happens in, in sermons is, I'll tell you how we do that. Let me give you three points. Wait an hour would talking the other day about the three-point Baptist sermon, which is amazing. But this thing of, there, there is this, this thing of wanting to move forward, and I could tell you how, but actually what's more important than the how is the why. Why do we, why do we press on and strive forward to the upward call of Christ? Because Paul tells us, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Or I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You see, I could tell you to press on and press on and press on to maturity, but if I don't tell you why, it just becomes an illegitimate burden. If I tell you we press on because of what Christ has done for us, that changes the way you think about pressing on. It changes the way you think of I'm needing to move forward in God because of what God has done for me. And I need to strain forward towards God because of what God has done for me. And what has He done for us? everything. He really has done everything. It's not just an academic exercise of how much knowledge can I attain? How many badges can I get as I move forward to maturity? But how do I run in such a way to seek that righteousness which is through faith in Christ? Or or to know Christ, or to win Christ, or to press ever forward to obtain the prize. And the prize, the pearl of great price, is always Jesus. <laughs> I know we all know this. But that's why we do what we do. And this thing of pressing on as a sign of maturity. How do we do this? How do we, how do we press on? Like, how do we get closer to Jesus? Or how do, we, how do we move forward in the things of God? And I said some of us might be moving forward one step at a time, and some of us might be jogging, and some of us at this point might be running. But as long as we all keep moving in the same direction, 
and not stopping. So Ephesians 4, 11 to 15 is a very well-known passage, and particularly in our church. And it says this. And it was he who gave to be apostles, some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry and to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, as we mature to the full measure of the stature of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed about by the waves and carried around by every wind of teaching and by the clever cunning of men in their deceitful scheming, instead speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into Christ himself who is the head. For him, from him, the whole body fitted together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love through the work of each individual part. Now, as I read that passage, I just thought, well, well, obviously he's given us what we would call the fivefold ministry to equip the church for works of service. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. And along with them, if you just look online, there's an endless amount of resources for us as Christians to tap into. Now, that comes with a small disclaimer that not everything that you find on YouTube that says it's Christian is. <laughs> Man, I think more than ever now, the church needs to be discerning about what we listen to. Now, I've said before, if you find something that you find interesting, maybe just drop me a message and say, what do you think about this guy? Now, I'm not the be-all and end-all, but I have been around for a while, and I know a lot of the teachers out there. Small disclaimer. But we have everything at our disposal to move forward, along, obviously, with the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. We have everything at our disposal to keep momentum going in our spiritual walk with God. Not to only fill our heads with knowledge, but to grow in faith and love and grace. And many here have used these resources and are growing in Christ, which is incredible to see. And I, I'll keep using this analogy, but some of us are the tortoise and some of us are the hare. But we're all going to get to the end eventually, right? We're all going to reach that place where Christ is calling us to a place of maturity in him. Now, it's important that we in the church are constantly moving forward in the things of God and maturing in the things of God. Because a failure to mature, as Scripture says in Ephesians, leaves us or keeps us as infants. And infants are interesting because like children, we can get distracted by a lot of things in the world around us. Flashy things can distract kids very quickly. Flashy things like career paths or cars, a new flashy doctrine. <laughs> or maybe like children, we simply shrink back and don't want the responsibility of what it means to be a mature Christian and striving and pressing on in the things of God. Uh, there's a word which I, I find quite interesting. It's called 
kiddles. You guys know it. Has anyone heard that word before? One person. No one. Was it my wife who said yes? Yeah, my wife doesn't count. <laughs> so this word kidult is interesting. It's a, it's a mix of kid and adult, obviously. And a kidult is a, is a full-grown adult who wants to be a kid. So a person who just wants to be doing stuff that kids do. <laughs> Mary, Mike, what, what? <laughs> And it's, it, and it's interesting because in culture we see this, right? And I'm being, oh, I'm being so careful now when I say this. <laughs> I was thinking about it when I was walking my dog this morning. This thing of a, a kid alt. And what's happened in culture is um, video games are a big thing, right? You. Okay. Let me say this. Video games in themselves are not the problem. If you can play video games responsibly as an adult, that is not the problem. We are the young guys here. The young guys who enjoy video games. The problem with video games and being, being in this place of being a kidult is people then take their gaming habits into marriage. And their wives go to bed every night while the husband is playing with his online team from all over the world. And that's fine if that is a minority of the time. But if every night you're spending five or six hours on your console... And I'm afraid you're a kiddled. And you need to mature. <laughs> Mike, this is not directed at you. I know I still have an Xbox. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> but I'm not dominated by an Xbox. So young men, if you can learn that habit, if you can learn to master the game box and not let it master you, your marriage will be in a better space. And I think I've just seen this thing before of people, of, of adults who are in their 60s who are behaving like 10-year-olds. Uh, my father is very much like that. And there's, uh, there's something in this where culture almost encourages it. It's fine. Just do what you want to do. Like, it's fine. Do what makes you happy. If that means... Oh, I'm not going to say anything because I could get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. <laughs> but there's this thing of maturing as adults, and it's the same as in, in the, in, I think, in, in the scripture, in the spiritual dynamic. Is are we maturing in God? Or are we staying where we were 20 years ago? And we haven't matured spiritually at all, either because we don't want to. Or maybe there's been a circumstance which has caused us to stay in a place for a longer time. Now, I don't want to discount that because things do happen and people go through trauma and things happen in life which stunts their growth spiritually. That doesn't mean that you need to stay in that space forever. There can be a time where you move past and you keep walking and keep moving forward. And the danger, again, of being an infant, and Scripture tells us, is that we can be tossed about by doctrines or false doctrines. And guys, Andrew says this often, but the devil doesn't come to you and say, hey, it's me, the devil. Because <laughs> you're going to look at it and go like, that is so obviously the devil. False doctrine is so tricky in the way that it approaches you. 
that you think it's true, but it's not. And if you're a child in the faith or you, you, you're not maturing in your faith, you're going to fall for things that look like truth but aren't. And that is what Scripture warns us against. <laughs> Max agrees with me, which is awesome. <laughs> Uh, my aim, uh, what I would love is to see, my aim as a pastor is to always see people maturing in their faith. Saying to someone other than, Andrew said it again, like, if you're just meeting to have coffees, then you're just having a coffee. The aim of coffees is to always be moving people forward. How can I move you forward today? I need to move you forward. How can we mature you in this area, in this thing of the faith? We need to be a people who are constantly maturing in the things of the faith. The problem is, is if we don't, and we stay as infants in the things of the faith, well, then there's characteristics that come with being an infant. It's things that for Max are quite normal, that instead of feeding himself, he demands to be fed. That if we stay infants in our faith, instead of discipling new believers... We will constantly be needing to be discipled. And there's nothing wrong with being discipled. We're all being discipled. Instead of serving, we always want to be served. Instead of looking after others, we're always looking to have our needs looked after. And instead of seeking the kingdom, as infants and, and young believers, we are always, the, 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 the temptation is to seek your own well-being and comfort. Now, as I said before, if you are a new believer, all of these things are very normal. Of course, you're going to have a need to be discipled and not, not know how necessarily to disciple others. And you're going to have a need to be served and loved and looked after. And those things are incredible for a new believer. Those are wonderful. And we should be. When guys like Alex come in, we should be surrounding them. How can we love you? What can we do for I want to encourage you any way I possibly can so that he can then take that and do it for the next person. The process of discipling. But if you have been a Christian for any amount of time and these are still the characteristics you are displaying, there needs to be a pressing on to maturity. Now, my little disclaimer. Before you think I'm being too harsh, and hopefully I'm not being too harsh, I am well aware that life is not ideal, and things do happen in life, and circumstances come, and, and seasons happen in our life, and maybe for some seasons we've walked in a level of maturity, but due to trauma and circumstances, we find ourselves stalled and stunted. Well, that's happened in my life, and it's happened in many of our lives. Sometimes there's not much we can do about those circumstances, but there is grace for you. My simple encouragement would be, if you find yourself in that place where you, you feel like you're not moving forward in God, you're stunted, you, you've just stopped moving and growing, is to seek counsel, draw alongside mature believers, find healing, and start to slowly put one step in front of the other. Get back in the race. Get back into growing in maturity towards God. Now, those who are 
pressing forward are also aware of their own faults. It's not to say that those of us who are, are moving forward towards God are perfect, not by any stretch. But they are aware of the great work of the kingdom and the importance of growing in Christ. My friends, there's no expectation of perfection only pressing on towards Christ. Paul says it in the scripture, not that I've already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus had made, has made me his own. And as we mature, and I want to use the thing, as we are maturing, because I don't know if any one of us ever gets to the point of being completely mature, we're all going through the process of sanctification and being worked on daily. I, I had coffee with Jeff Kidwell on Friday. Jeff's a bit of a hero in the faith for me. And Jeff's like, Jesus challenged me last week. <laughs> but Jeff, you're so holy. <laughs> You're perfect, just like, I didn't say that, but. But we press on to maturity and to maturing as Christians. Why? Because in as mature and maturing believers, we can start to feed ourselves and to feed others in spiritual food. We can disciple confidently new believers. We can serve others. We can be gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in love, and seeking the kingdom first, and our own well-being second. So why am I preaching this? I told you it's been something I've been thinking through. Because the church only grows as each bit does its part. Ephesians 4.15 says, and I, I like the NLT translation of this, he says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. For this church to be moving forward, just like You'll see in the Comrades Marathon and the race, we all need to, in some sense, be growing in the things of God. Now, in many ways, that's why the church is here, to help and facilitate in that growth. I hope what I'm saying doesn't come across as, I need to do my own thing now and pull up my bootstraps and make myself grow and mature. Well, that's why the church is here, that we all come alongside each other and help one another as we mature and grow in the things of God. And this is, I think, what I was thinking about a lot this week. As we receive new people into our congregation, the majority of the work will be done by the people in this room. How does that make you all feel? <laughs> right? It's a church plant. It's not just a few people. It's not just send them to Dylan and Hacker and they'll figure it out. Send them to Mike and Marie. They'll figure it out. 
Because then I could just as easily go, well, send them to Susan or send them to Margaret. Or why don't you go talk to Craig or Brett? Because in that area and in his walk, Brett is mature in that thing. I went to a com group in Komiki this week, and it was incredible because there was a married couple who'd been married for 51 years. Keith and Jean, you're leading that com. It's awesome. And then there's a couple who's been married for one year. So guess who I'm going to ask to disciple the couple who's been married for one year? They've been married longer than I've been alive. Like, guys, you've walked through every situation impossible. Like, I'm only 18 years now. I'm like, please, you're mature. Can you walk with this person? And I know they will. It's awesome. I love it. That's just one example. As we're all maturing in the things of God, as we're all pressing forward, we can all look back and help the person behind us and say, come, let me help you. There's Margaret as well. Margaret and Kim. Margaret's been discipling Kim in, in that way. It's been incredible to see. I don't, I'm not sure where Kim is tonight, but she's just come alive. Oh, she's in Durban, that's right. It's incredible to see the people of the faith. I mean, as I said, none of us are perfect. I think Margaret would be the first person to admit that she's not perfect. Just as much as I'm not perfect. Mike is almost perfect. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and it's very hard living with him. He's almost perfect. I love that there's people who have matured in the faith, who have run after and pressed into the things of God. And by pressing into the things of God, by taking hold of the things of God, have matured in their faith. And by maturing in their faith, it can then bring alongside the younger infant believers and go, come with me as I disciple you and walk you through to maturity. Join me as we both press in to God. Why? Because of what God has done for you and what God has done for me. There really is no other reason to press into Jesus other than what he's done for you. I hope we never forget that. Mature and maturing believers. The church needs you in the race. (laughs) And I say that with all sincerity. The church needs you in the race, and it needs you in the church. Are you pressing on and growing up? We need to be pressing onto the upward call of Christ so that those around us can look to us and follow us. Paul writes to Timothy, he says this, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Timothy was a young man, but he was mature. He was a lot younger than a lot of the people in his congregation, but he was mature in the things of God. And and Paul charges him to set an example. Now, 
It wouldn't be a sermon without a Charles Spurgeon quote. And I didn't want to let you guys down. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, I left it right to the end. I mean, literally, it's the last thing on the page. But I got it in there. <laughs> so lame. But this is the encouragement, and I love this. Those of you who are new to the faith, those of you who, and I say this with the utmost compassion, those of you who have maybe been stalled due to circumstance, man, there is grace for you. Don't stay in that space, please. Please, I, I know that one of the worst things that can happen is to get hurt by the church. <laughs> I, like I, I even get uncomfortable saying that, that the church can hurt people. But please, seek counsel. Move past that and keep growing in the things of God because the church needs mature believers. Spurgeon says this, One of these days, you who are now a babe or infant in Christ shall be a father in the church. Never discount or disqualify where you're at. That if you keep pressing on and pressing forward, you who are newly saved or infants in Christ, or maybe you, you've stopped and you need to get back in the race and keep running, will one day, if you keep pressing forward, be a father in the household of God. Hope for this great thing, but hope for it as a gift of grace and not as a wages of work or as a product of your own energy. I remember going to a breakfast once with um, Ryan Kingsley was having a breakfast at his house for his birthday. And uh, I went along. I didn't know Ryan very well. Oh, there's my timer. Um, last story. And uh, <laughs> I walked in, and then there's a guy called Howard Fivey, if you know him. Anyway, Howard speaks his mind, right? <laughs> I was like, so I walk in, and I'm feeling a bit awkward, like, ah, like I knew I was a Christian, but I wasn't like, and then because I'm a little bit older, he says, ah, here comes one of the fathers in the faith. <laughs> and I think Luke actually laughed. He was like, huh, what? <laughs> because I was older, but I was still an infant in my thinking, in my understanding. And Howard, did, I mean, Howard was just joking. He, didn't, he, wasn't actually, he wasn't actually meaning that I was any kind of father in the church at all. But... From that moment until this moment, I've pressed in to the things of God. And I've taken hold of the things of God. I could have stayed in that space and been 45 and still been a spiritual infant that I was. I'd been in, chur <laughs> I'd been in church since I was about 10. I was still a baby. And by the grace of God, I just, Jesus took me and arrested me and told me I couldn't stay in that space. And that is my encouragement for all of us, is that we would all move forward in, our, in the things of God. We'd all move forward in our walks with God and not stay where we are.